0: playoffs don't talk about it. playoffs you kidding me playoffs To another episode of the God Reign Sportscast. This is the sports show where we talk about all sports except women's sports and NASCAR. Um, and there's some other sports that'll take a backburners. I was thinking about that this week uh, as to why I don't talk about women's sports and NASCAR. There are other sports that really I don't care about a whole lot. We think of sports like golf. Don't care about that. Tennis. Don't care about that. Um, bowling. I don't know anything about anything in bowling. So... Uh, But the ones that people will get the most upset about, I think, will be NASCAR and women's sports. But again, I didn't look it up. Don't have any desire to look it up. Can't name you one WNBA player at the moment. Don't know who won the championship last year and don't know who's in first place this year. So we're going to just go on talking about regular sports, the sports that we all love and that we talk about daily with our friends that we'll text about, that we'll uh, download apps about and talk about it. And today, we're going to talk NFL playoffs. We're going to get into some NBA and some other things like that. But first, let me introduce you to my next guest. It is my other brother, and you heard him mentioned on the last podcast a couple times. This is my brother, Jonathan, and he um, is in Pennsylvania, is where he is right now. So, Jonathan, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself And uh, thanks for coming on the show on short notice. Yeah,
1: no problem. We're about to get a huge storm here, so this is a nice distraction. Um, I'm your brother. I'm the oldest. I like sports first. I'm a Cowboys fan, a Philadelphia 76ers fan, a New York Yankees fan, a Colorado Buffaloes fan. I don't really like hockey that much. It's it just bores me, and um, yeah, I'm a pastor, and I'm an entrepreneur, so all right, that's me in a nutshell.
0: And you just named like the team that everybody hates from here with the Yankees, man. Everybody is mad at them right now because of D.J. LeMahieu signing there, Troy Tulowitzki signed there. Tulewitzki's not a good signing for them, I don't think, just because it'll be hurt 98% of the time, but uh, people were upset about D.J. LeMahieu leaving the Rockies yeah I understand that and you said you're a 76ers fan and we'll talk about that a little bit uh which will be interesting because they're good right now in the eastern conference and so uh NBA will be fun but again uh you are an entrepreneur you have uh what is your business and why did you start it
1: uh my business is chicken cone. It is a crispy popcorn chicken tossed in our signature sauce served in a delicious waffle cone. It's hashtag so clucking good. I started it because um, I needed to make money and it was the easiest way to make money. And we now have sold 17 locations in five states and two countries. So
0: yeah. And it's weird that you have, uh, what, what, what are the countries first? Let me, let me ask that.
1: Uh, the United States of America in Dubai and it'll it's close to being the third is in Abu Dhabi going to be starting shortly so
0: so Dubai got a chicken cone before Colorado did
1: it did actually but only by a few months all right. because Colorado has one
0: yeah in Fort Collins that's correct if I go and tell them that I'm your brother will they give me free food
1: no okay, then they ready. might give you a discount but I doubt it all right
0: all right well let's get to it then let's start talking some sports here because uh, there's yeah. a lot happening right now and it's interesting um to kind of watch the nba how it's unfolding at this moment because you see in the western conference everything is so tight things are tighter in the eastern conference um but what we don't see because i I wanted to talk nba and i should have done this earlier while the nuggets were still in first place in the west they're now in second place because they lost to the stupid warriors big time the other day did you see that game
1: no, but I, I mean, I, I caught little bits and pieces, but I feel like whenever the Warriors want to crush somebody, they crush somebody. And so because the Nuggets were in first place, the Warriors decided we're going to play hard, and they did.
0: Well, that's the, they said that. They said, this is what happens to you when we get focused. <laughs> <laughs> they, they shot 82% in the first quarter. So, every, I mean, they take 10 shots, and they made eight of them, or they would only miss two uh, of them. That's unbelievable. <laughs> It was. I know. Those are the most <laughs> frustrating games to watch too, because, well, the Nuggets were lazy too. It, it started off they they started off sluggish. I think they were overwhelmed by Golden State at the beginning, and Golden State just came out and hit everything. Yeah.
1: And I uh, mean, they have the three play. best shooters that the sport has ever seen. I mean, if you're going to say who's the greatest shooter the sport has ever seen, you'd say Steph Curry. If you were to say who's the second best shooter the sport has ever seen. Probably you would say Clay Thompson, who's the third best shooter the sport has ever seen. Kavon there could be an argument, but Kevin Durant, you know, like it's it's ridiculous.
0: I would say it was Kavon Looney.
1: Yeah, he's he's uh, he's pretty amazing inside two feet.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think you're right. And even that uh, that Jerebko or whatever his name is, was hitting threes <laughs> like crazy. I
1: think they call him the Swedish Larry Bird. <laughs> yeah. Jonas Drebko.
0: Yeah, he was hitting shots like crazy against them. Yeah. And the Nuggets didn't shoot bad either. I mean, they shot, they were well over 50%. They were shooting yeah. well. They just got, I mean, the, the Warriors could not miss that night. And yeah. so that being aside, I think the Nuggets needed it because they have, uh, they crushed the Bulls last night, which they haven't blown out a team for quite some time. So they needed to blow somebody out. Uh, But you see, on Sports Talk, a lot of those guys don't include the Nuggets, even in the top 12 teams. There's, like, me, this guy I work with named TJ, and Charles Barkley, who thinks that the Nuggets are actually good and legitimate in the West. But everybody else tends to pass them off as this team who's just skating by, and they'll say things like, oh, they're barely winning, or lots of their wins are from behind. They have to come back, and they're just barely beating teams they should blow out and All that's true, but the bottom line is they're still winning. Uh, How would you see the Nuggets? If you looked at, if you said, I'm going to take the top uh, 10 teams in the NBA and I would rank them 1 through 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the 10th best, what would your, would the Nuggets be in that for you or would they not be in there?
1: Man, um, on the NBA, I would put them, I think I would put them around eighth probably until LeBron gets back. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> and that's what I, I just, go ahead. No, go ahead. I just I just think about like, I feel like to win in the modern NBA, you have to have a killer. And I don't, I just don't think they do. Like, Jokic is a great player, but I mean, I, I just don't feel like he's a killer. Paul Millsap is a good fourth player on a championship team. I feel like um, the guards, Murray's good. Harris is good, but like there's, there's so many good guards in the, in the league that it's just, I think they have a very nice team, but yeah, I I feel like I'd rank them seventh or eighth.
0: I think, I think, I think you're right with the killer mentality and I see that developing in Murray. And they even said they're, they're, they're working him in to become that closer, that killer for Denver because they don't have it right now. Um, but what I do see that I really like from them is they have guys um, who like, like a Malik Beasley or a Juancho Hernan Gomez, or if you're Chris Marlowe, Juancho Hernan Gomez, uh, these guys who can come in off the bench and make plays that they've never had that before. They've always right. had uh, guys who were super streaky, but you see Beasley being consistent. You see Hernan Gomez being consistent. Uh, once Will Barton gets back, I think that's going to be helpful uh, to full strength. He's bat He's been back and in, in and out, and so uh, the same thing with Harris. But yeah, I would, I would rank them. Where would you put them? I think I would put them at number five overall right now. If it was so, who? What four teams do you have in front of them? I have the Warriors in front of them. I have the Bucks in front of them. I have uh, the Raptors in front of them. Okay. And maybe maybe I would put Houston in front of them.
1: Wow, Houston, huh? Yeah. So Boston, no. no. Philly, no. Oklahoma City, no.
0: And this is why, because Philly, or not Philly, uh, Oklahoma City, they've beaten twice already. In Oklahoma and here in Denver, they've beaten Toronto twice, but I still think the Raptors are probably better. Uh, Did Kawhi
1: play in those games?
0: yeah. Yeah, he did. In uh, at least one of them, he did. Um, but, yeah, they uh, they beat both of them. Or both both times they played them, they beat them. And Kawhi played in one of them, I think. Maybe maybe both. Um, but Oklahoma City, yeah, they've beaten both times. And it, it just feels like... And I, I don't know that I would say Houston is the fourth best team in the league. I just feel like Houston has our number. And so I would rank them ahead of the notes. Because yeah. they always... Always
1: See, I think, I think the Nuggets have the perfect regular season team, much like Toronto's had over the last few years until they got Kawhi, or Atlanta a few years ago. Washington Wizards tend to have that. Like this, I feel like the regular season is where a deep bench is important. Having a whole bunch of players that you can just throw at a team in waves and continue on game after game is important in the regular season. But when you get in the playoffs, and you're like, hey, if we win 16 games, we're the NBA champs. All of a sudden, that's when the starting five is what's most important, and really the starting three. Yeah. And uh, that's why that's why I have them ranked lower. I think in the, I think if we if they got like a what's that stupid trophy that the NHL gives out like the Connie Smythe or yeah, the Charles Bing or yeah. whatever's for like the regular season winner <laughs> the um if the NBA had one of those trophies the Nuggets have a good shot at winning that. But I just don't think that they have a good shot of holding up the Larry O'Brien Trophy.
0: Yeah, I don't think they could win it yet. I think they're they're on their way there. They're still super young. I mean, Jokic is only 23 years old. Murray's 21 or 22. You know, they're still they're still young. Michael Porter Jr. is coming back from injury, and if he can stay healthy, and he's as yeah. good as they're saying, uh, they could have got the steal of the draft that year with him. They could have, yeah. And uh, that could really pan out well for them so i i don't see them winning the championship but i see them as the best team that denver's had in a long long time and they're fun to watch because it feels like when they play they usually have a chance to win unless they're not yeah. in houston for whatever reason they cannot beat the rockets uh but you say you are a 76ers fan yeah how did how did that i mean i know how it, so how, how did that I, I i was a
1: nuggets fan um I like the Spurs with David Robinson. Uh, I hated the Spurs when they got Tim Duncan for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. I don't really know. Um, I like LeBron fine, so I I cheered for him a little bit, but not really a fan. But I was a Nuggets fan, and then we moved out here to uh, Pennsylvania, and we did it during the process. And so there was no Sixers fans, which was awesome, which is usually I, I don't like a team when I live in an area because everyone likes it there. So my son and I got tickets to uh, a Sixers game. We paid like 26 bucks for these tickets. And we we were two rows off the the, uh, court. Like we could hear them talking trash in the corner, like Mm. saying filthy, filthy things to each other as they were (laughs) posting up for threes. Um, And just from that time on, and Jake subscribed to some Sixers newsletter and just – that was when Michael Carter Williams was a rookie. And he was – his first game, he had a triple-double and beat the Heat. Anyway, that's what got us into liking the Sixers. Last Christmas, we went to the Knicks-Sixers game at Madison Square Garden and watched them barely beat as Cancer Kanter dropped like 50 points and 30 rebounds against them, but they still won uh, the Sixers, and I've just been a Sixers fan since we moved here, so about four years. And I always liked Allen Iverson. Like yeah. I always thought of myself as, as a big Allen Iverson.
0: Except he's... He, yeah, he was a nugget, Except, and that's what I keep thinking about, man. Is like No, nah, he
1: was a sixer.
0: He was I, a sixer. I know he was. I know he was. But he was here when Carmelo was here, and they were super good, but they could never win.
1: So, you know what's crazy is I called myself a big Allen Iverson, mm-hmm. and, and I'm like an inch taller than him. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Because yeah. I think of myself as like a, t- a larger man, yeah. and I'm not that much bigger than Allen Iverson.
0: Yeah, but I outweigh you, though.
1: Well, uh, maybe. <laughs> people think you do that's for sure <laughs>
0: you, you you had some good talking points there because you mentioned a couple names that have been in the news recently with michael carter williams i always liked him i thought he was good i hated the way his face yeah. looked but i thought he was a good player and yeah. he's nowhere now where is he he's yeah he got, i you don't know orlando maybe i think he just got cut new orleans by yeah i think or released or something by whoever he was playing for i don't think he's on a team right now uh, I could be wrong about that. But then you brought up Enos Cantor. I like Enos Cantor, man. <laughs> but what the heck is going on with him? Have you seen all that news?
1: There's always something going on with that guy.
0: With the Turkish police putting out a warrant for
1: Oh, him. yeah, 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 yeah. And the, he's, he doesn't, he's not going to go play in London because he's afraid that the prime minister will put a hit on him? Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's crazy. And, so not ahead. to derail this too much, but uh, our franchisee in Dubai mm-hmm. – um, his business partner's name is Taha, and Taha's from uh, Turkey, and he looks exactly like Enos Cantor. And he had never heard of him, and I pulled up a picture, and I was like, dude, this guy could be your brother. And he's like, what? He does look like me.
0: Yeah, and I like Enos Kanter, man. I like the way he plays. I love that he goes after those guys like the Durants and those guys. Oh, yeah. He won't, he won't back down from him. I guess he's just afraid that he goes back to his home country might get killed, though, so... Uh, but that's interesting because the 76ers, yeah, they, everybody was jumping off of their bandwagon at the time you went on it because they they were so mad at Embiid for saying yeah. Trust the Process and then not coming back. I love the Process, man. Trust the Process. And then finally he's back. Uh, they've added Jimmy Butler. They've got some good pieces there. Uh, yeah. What do you think about Jimmy Butler?
1: I don't really think about him too much. He reminds me of Philly. Like every time I go to Philly, like I feel like I see Jimmy Butler everywhere, but it's just Philadelphians. But I love, uh, I love Ben Simmons, man. That dude, he's like, I feel like he's cold blooded. Yeah, I really do. And I've noticed that Jimmy Butler doesn't treat him like he treated Andrew Wiggins. Yeah.
0: Cause I think, I just don't think he can. I've, and Andrew Wiggins. I felt like he was, uh, Overhyped since since uh, Kansas. Yeah, everybody yeah. talked about how great he was, and he's really—I mean—he's a decent player, but he hasn't really panned out.
1: It's because he's super nice. Because he's Canadian, isn't
0: he? I have no idea. Jamal Murray is Canadian, and he's not nice. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> switching gears a little bit because this is what's happening in the world around us at this very moment: is the NFL playoffs. Hey,
1: can I ask you a question that would segue this? Yes. What is more impressive to you, LeBron's 10 straight finals appearances or Tom Brady's 8 straight AFC Championship appearances?
0: I think Tom Brady's 8 straight AFC Championship appearances.
1: That's insane, isn't it? Yes. Like I could I every time somebody says it, I'm like, "Are you kidding me? Like how does an NFL team go to the AFC Championship 8 straight years?" Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think think that's more impressive because where LeBron was, you know, I mean, you put together a super team in the East and it's easy to go there for those.
1: Well, and I think one player in the NBA can take you there, kind of. Yeah. One player in the NFL. That's insane.
0: But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, no, I think think you're exactly right. I think... it's crazy that the Patriots did it again. I did not expect them to this year. Me either. Uh, I did not want them to this year, but they did it. Yeah. Now talking about the NFL playoffs, I almost had to name myself loser of the week because of my picks. Last <laughs> week. I went one for three. I didn't go zero for four because I picked the Saints, who they tried. They've tried to make the yeah they did. Before. But anyways, we're here now at the championship games. We've got the Rams and the Saints. And uh, we've got the Patriots and the Chiefs. So who are you picking for your Super Bowl teams?
1: Um, that, that's a tough one, man. Like, uh, I'm picking the Chiefs from the AFC. Both my heart and my head tell me it's going to be the Chiefs. I just – I think I heard you and Jordan talking about Pat Mahomes and um, a little bit like if, if the moment was going to be too big for him. But he – He's a son of a professional baseball player. Like, I just, I, he's been around the spotlight. He reminds me so much of Steph Curry that, like, I just, the moment was never too big for Steph. I don't think the moment will ever be too big for Patrick Mahomes. Um, Andrew Reed, everybody talks about how he's got this monkey on his back in the playoffs, but he took the Eagles to the Super Bowl. Like, he's, he's a good coach. He's a really, really good coach. So I think the Chiefs. Um, the NFC, my, I want to say New Orleans. I kind of feel like the entire league is setting it up so the Rams make it to the Super Bowl since from because they're from LA. Um, So I'm gonna say it's still I'm still gonna pick New Orleans. I think doesn't isn't it something like the home team has won like six years in a row or something like that in this game? So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with New Orleans and Kansas City. As my picks in there, the only thing uh, in the Kansas City game, I I have this feeling that if we see New England with two giant pass interference calls at the very beginning of the game, like ridiculous ones, mm-hmm. I think the Patriots have a chance to win because I could see them like overwhelming the receivers with pass interference calls so much so that the refs feel bad and stop calling pass interference on every play and let them get back in the game.
0: Yeah, I think you're probably right, and I see with uh, Andy Reid too. He's extra motivated now that he's seen what the White House provides for food. You saw that? Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, McDonald's. Yeah,
1: I mean, I'll take him chicken cone. Uh, No, I'll take him chicken cone, man.
0: No, I. I I
1: could see. Couldn't you see Andy Reid holding a chicken cone, trying to shotgun that thing in his mouth? Like that would be awesome.
0: Yeah, I could see that, Uh, Andy Reid. I could see him basically with any piece of food in his hand. So, Uh, No, I think um, those picks are good. uh, Seeing as I was terribly off last week and every team I wanted to win lost, except the Eagles. I'm going Patriots and Rams this week.
1: Wow. So you're just going to go the opposite of me. So one of us has to be partially right.
0: Yes, and I'm hoping that my terrible picks roll over into this week and I end up getting uh, the Patriots knocked out and the same thing with the Rams. But Patriots and Rams is who I'm going with just because I feel like, you know, these guys, I mean, Brady's focused right now. Uh, He wants to win it again. I think he can sense his way out. Gronk is on his way out, hopefully. Um, Plus, I don't know, man. They just seem always, and I don't know how they do it, because we've had stupid Mike Tomlin for the last – few years that they make the right adjustments every time in the playoffs against every team in the playoffs in every situation. It seems like, and I don't know how they do it, but they continuously do it. Um, And the Rams I'm just picking because uh, I want them to lose. So I don't have any reason to pick them. I I don't
1: understand how every time Tom Brady throws the ball, receivers are wide open. Like, like, I feel like there's not even a defender in, in the television screen. When he throws a screen pass, it's like somehow there's already three offensive linemen out there ready to block for Julian Edelman. Yep. The Cowboys throw a screen pass, and it's Amari Cooper. No, it's usually to the tight end, and he's trying to – no blockers out there for him. And he's trying to run somewhere, yeah. but he's a tight end no one's ever heard of, so he trips and falls. But every time he throws the ball, man, Brady, there's
0: somebody wide open. Yeah, it's crazy. And they did it against the Steelers over and over and over. And Chris (laughs) Hogan was sitting there 15 yards with nobody around him. you know. And and then his receivers, I mean, they're good for them, but they go other places, and they're really not that special of people. Or they come from places where they're not special, and they go there, and they're amazing. And I don't know how they –
1: Maybe there's something to making out with your kids, because both Tom Brady and Bill Belichick do it, and they're successful, man. I don't know.
0: I don't want to find out. (laughs) uh, Yeah, they are – I don't know how they do it. I hate them so much. I can't wait for Brady to retire. Jordan and I had that conversation last time, uh, and I can't wait for him to retire. But – I, I've just gotta go with them. Um, I do know that Arrowhead's extremely difficult to play in and I want the Chiefs to win, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know that they will. Now out of those teams that you pick, so you pick the Chiefs and the Saints, who would yeah. be your Super Bowl pick, and let's let's take it one step further. Who would be your Super Bowl pick and then who would be your Super Bowl MVP? Um so my heart
1: would want the Chiefs to win only because then I would want Sean Payton to get mad and quit. And then the Cowboys could fire Jason Garrett and Harry or Sean Payton. But I just think, I think if they go to the Super Bowl, I think that the man, I don't know. I I, I honestly can't give you a pick between the two, but I can tell you the MVP will either be um, Patrick Mahomes or uh, Drew Brees. It like it's I just, I can't do it, man. I, I guess I, I do I have to, do you
0: have to, pick?
1: or can I be, Hey, what's that guy, the Brian Winhorst? Do you ever listen to Brian Winhorst? No. Anytime they ask him to make a prediction, he says, I don't do predictions, <laughs> but I think, and then he goes through and does it every single time. Uh, I'm going to say the saints win the super bowl. Okay.
0: And then you'd go with breeze as your MVP. No, Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, huh? The loser MVP, yep. Wow. All right. I would say out of my two teams, the Rams and the Patriots, I would pick the Patriots to win. And I would say Tom Brady will be the MVP because it always, always is that. Yeah. Boring. It's boring. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It is so boring. It's like Alabama. You know, like every year they just run the SEC and then they get to the national championship and it's boring. Like we Yeah. Yeah. And the
1: SEC is just like the AFC East, so. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And and that's actually a good way to lead into what we want to talk about next after the Super Bowl predictions, the NFL playoffs. And we're we're going to talk about a little bit college football because there's been some things that have happened Uh, recently. We see Jalen Hurts transferring to Oklahoma. Uh, We see um, Kyler Murray foregoing the MLB and going to enter the NFL draft and we saw uh or I saw I don't know if you saw it that article I think it was an article where they said Tua might just be the best quarterback the SEC has ever had not the best quarterback the SEC has this year I just ever uh, wow well. yeah that's high praise uh and we'll talk about that in a minute but first let's talk about your thoughts on Kyler Murray Entering the NFL draft and his, um, how do you think his game will be in the NFL? Do you think he'll be a successful quarterback? Do you think they'll say no, you're going to be a receiver or a slot guy or something like that? Uh, what do you see with Kyler Murray in the NFL?
1: I think there's zero percent chance he is a wide receiver, slot guy. I think it's a hundred percent he'll be a quarterback. Um, it depends. To me, it depends where he goes. If he goes to Denver, he will fail. If he goes to the Giants, he, I think he would succeed with Odell Beckham and uh, Saquon Barkley. Like, I feel like that's it's set up for success. Um, I, I don't know. Like, it would be a tough decision if you were him. Basically, it's a choice between fame and money. I think. Like, if you go to Major League Baseball, you're going to be rich. I, I, I think I saw 75 different people have had a hundred million dollar contract in Major League Baseball. And not a single. I think only one NFL player has had 100 million guaranteed. But, like, how many baseball players can you name? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can. I can name two Yankees. Yeah. And and that's <laughs> it. You know, G. well three G. now. Thank Llewitzki. you, Troy Chulowitzki. But, uh, they so like fame, NFL, money, Major League Baseball. But I think I think I think he'll be good based on where he goes. Go ahead.
0: What about? Cliff Kingsbury saying if I was an NFL coach, I would take Kyler Murray number one. Now they have the number one pick, but they got uh Josh Rosen as their quarterback. Do they stick yeah. with Rosen or do they take Murray? Uh
1: I I think if there's one thing Cliff Kingsbury knows, it is quarterback talent. Like I he he may not be able to coach. I think he had a losing record at Texas Tech, yes, he but he can identify quarterbacks. I mean he got fired and hired for the exact same reason. He got fired because he couldn't win with how good Patrick Mahomes was, and then he got hired by the Cardinals yes. oh. because of how good Patrick Mahomes is. Yeah. So I would listen to him. Like if he was like, "I think this dude's better than Rosen," I'd be like, "Done." Yeah. See you,
0: Josh. I I think, yeah, I don't, I don't like Josh Rosen, so I would be biased. I I don't like Josh Rosen. I uh, don't like anything about him. He played CU, and I <laughs> so, watched him then. I hate him, man. So I would I would take Kyler Murray over Josh Rosen, but uh, I'm not an NFL coach. <laughs> right. So uh, I don't know, man. I, I'll be interested to see. I think uh, Kyler Murray's super, super fast. He's just freakishly athletic. I don't know, though. I, I never trust those guys coming out of college like that to the NFL. I don't trust the way they play. Uh, we see guys like Lamar Jackson. I, I think Kyler Murray is better than Lamar Jackson, but we see guys like that, um, and like, I just don't know the running like
1: quarters. Deshaun Watson, like Patrick Mahomes.
0: Well, Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes weren't as good of runners, I don't think, as him. Maybe Deshaun Watson was. He was number four overall in rushing uh, as a quarterback this year. Deshaun Watson was. You knew who number five was. Um, I would. I. It, I, I don't think it's Dak Prescott. No.
1: He's, I would say number five rushing quarterback. Hold on. Um, Blake Bortles.
0: No, but he was up pretty high. It was Mitchell Trubisky.
1: Oh, yeah. That's funny.
0: Yeah. The, yeah.
1: the fat Tony
0: Romo. <laughs> yeah. Trubisky was number five. I don't know. I'll be interested to see how Murray does. But see, what, what I don't get, though, is everybody kept saying, Oh, Murray just needs to go to the MLB because he's got a four million dollar signing bonus. And I'm thinking, but four million dollars to these guys, you know, who are going to be yeah. What's four million, right?
1: million dollars to me? Yeah, like, yeah.
0: yeah. They're. Uh, I mean,
1: we heard Randy Moss say that. So
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're. And so I don't know. It'll be interesting. I think he's going to be a a fun player to watch and keep track of what happens with him.
1: Now, hey, does doesn't Mitch Trubisky though look like? Tony Romo as a baby, like if Tony Romo had, a, just look at him when he has his helmet on, you're like, that's baby Tony Romo yeah. like that. He still has that baby fat. It's disgusting. But go ahead.
0: When, when you said that to me the first time through text, I, I hadn't even thought of it like that, but I, he looked familiar to me. <laughs> I didn't know why. And then once you said that, that's all I could see was Romo's face <laughs> on it. Yeah. He, uh, he does look that way. But, yeah, he, he was number five, man, overall. Yeah. Number two was Josh Allen, which – and yeah. Allen missed some games too, man. I like yeah. Josh Allen, though. I think he's going to be good. Um, I like him better than Josh Rosen for sure. Uh, but then that leaves us a, a vacant spot there at the quarterback position in Oklahoma. And one of their the, – the guy they had coming in or the guy that was sitting behind him, I don't remember who it was. I don't keep up with Oklahoma football i got a lot of friends on Facebook who do, and somebody was posting about it. That guy put in a transfer or canceled. He, he said he was going to decommit to Oklahoma, and this was before we knew Jalen Hurts was going to Oklahoma, but they said they think there was some inside information that was told to him, realizing, like, I'm not going to play. Jalen Hurts is coming. How do you see Jalen Hurts fitting in to, I mean, you go from the SEC to a defenseless uh, Big 12 you know where I mean, really? That's what they're known for—is the lack of defense. They score sixty points a game, stuff like that. What? How do you see Jalen Hurts transferring, and um, to Oklahoma? What do you think will be what that'll be like for him?
1: Is Lincoln Riley still the head coach there? Yes.
0: Then fine. You think he'll put up some big numbers? Because that was always a struggle in Alabama. Was it- I don't know that he'll put up big
1: numbers, but. I mean, he's going to be throwing to wide-open receivers all over the place, so
0: I think he'll be fine. All right. That was short and sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Lincoln Riley, man, uh, one of uh, the guys at my church uh, uh, moved here from Oklahoma, and he had season tickets for years during the Bob Stoops years and all that. And uh, he was talking about Lincoln Riley, and he said it was when there was rumors that the Cowboys were going to try to get him and everything, and he said, um, he said, uh, Lincoln Riley would be wise to stay in Oklahoma. He said he's going to have streets and buildings named after him. He said they treat you like a king in yeah. in Oklahoma if you stick around. And uh, cool. So yeah, I think he's got it made there pretty well, better than Scott Frost does in Nebraska. Um, yeah. However, I do think Nebraska will be better next year. But then that takes us to this this question of Tua and. Yeah the i when they said that and i know the media hypes everything i know that you know what's now is what's the best ever you know to them right so they're they're hyping this uh this national championship game they're hyping Tua they're hyping Alabama and they said Tua was possibly the best quarterback ever to come out of the SEC or to play in the SEC and there's some big names in the SEC with quarterbacks. And you told me you did some a little bit of research on that. So why don't you go ahead and, and give us your opinion on that statement itself, Tua being the best ever, and then give us some facts about who was in the SEC and um, why that may or may not be true about Tua. So I think,
1: first, I don't know that he would make my top ten right now, but um, and it depends, kind of, on like while they were in school, or just the best to ever come out of. Hmm. That's going to make because if we're looking at the best to ever come out of the SEC, I mean, we have three Mannings ahead of him: yeah. Archie, Payton and Eli. All three of them. I mean, two of them have been Super Bowl MVPs, and the other one was the father of Super Bowl MVPs. Right. But no, Archie Manning was an amazing quarterback. Mm-hmm. Cam Newton. I mean, Cam Newton was. He he was everything to Auburn. Like he was an amazing, and then he comes to the NFL. Let a team do a Super Bowl. Joe Namath, he was from Alabama. He's Super Bowl MVP. Um, I think Matthew Stafford has been a great quarterback in the NFL. He played at Georgia. I think Dak Prescott. I mean, if if Tua goes to the NFL and has a career like Dak Prescott's, he should be happy because he could be Marcus Mariota. He could be Johnny Manziel, who in college was better than Tua is right now. Tim Tebow was a better college quarterback. Tim Couch was a better college quarterback yeah. at Kentucky. That freaking Fridge, mm-hmm. Jared Lorenzen or whatever, Jared, yeah, Kentucky, yeah. that dude was as good as Tua is. So, like, I, for them to say the best ever, I don't even think he was the best quarterback in college football this year. I think there were several quarterbacks better than him in college football. So it would be sad to me if he was the best ever out of the SEC and wasn't even the best player in college football this year. Yeah. So that's just my opinion. I mean, there's there's been – there's there's tons of guys. There's Danny Warfels. There's Steve Spurrier. There's guys that have put up amazing numbers. Um, but if you just looked on the NFL side, he doesn't make the top 10. If you just look at just their college careers, as of yet, he doesn't make the top 10. How about you? What do you think?
0: Yeah, no, I think it was stupid to say that he was the best ever or, or JaMarcus could, Russell could be the best ever. Yeah, JaMarcus Russell. He's the number 1 overall pick. I think I th- I'm just laughing cuz JaMarcus Russell's kind of like <laughs> this <laughs> running joke to me like Jose Canseco, you know, kind of. Yeah. It's the yeah. same with JaMarcus. No, I... Russell. But oh, I was thinking about it and I I was looking at it okay, because I, I don't even put him in the same plane as a Peyton Manning. I mean, Peyton Manning was amazing at Tennessee. Um, Eli was great at Ole Miss. You know, I don't consider him like them. Um, but then I started thinking even about Dak Prescott at Mississippi State because what was Mississippi State before him and what was Mississippi State after him? Exactly. He carried them there. And I see Tua on an amazing team <laughs> – dominating everybody but again he's on an amazing team you know i mean dak prescott carried mississippi state with nobody i mean obviously there were a couple players that went to the nfl but nobody that you'll remember nobody that you could name besides dak prescott um i think a guys like um tim couch yeah and jared lorenzen man that guy have you seen him lately (laughs) <laughs> no. He, he no. plays for uh he still plays and he plays for um like some Canadian team like the River Cats or something like that and he is so much fatter than he was and he's and he's their quarterback it's it's ridiculous. Look him up, Jared Lorenzen I, maybe he's not okay. playing now, but he did I think last year up until last year. Um but yeah, they're uh I I don't think two was the best ever in the SEC. He you know, uh, I think yeah. he's good. But I don't think he's up there with those guys. And, and you brought up somebody earlier, too. Before. Man, hold on. Jared Lorenzen looks like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle.
1: <laughs> like, he's, he's wearing this River Monsters jersey, yeah, number Monster. 22. Yeah. Like, you have to put a link to that somewhere in this podcast because he seriously looks like the green Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Okay.
0: Yeah. I'll try to remember to throw up a link in the show notes there for people to f- <laughs> see the picture of Jared Lorenzen. Yes, he is uh, large and in charge. I can't believe he's still playing, but oh my gosh,
1: <laughs> that's hilarious, man! Yes, sorry.
0: No, that's good. Right. Uh, I don't even remember what I said now, but that's all right.
1: Well, I mean, Jamarcus Russell was the number one overall pick, and you you heard that story about uh, probably about the Raiders how they weren't thinking he was watching game film. Yes. So they sent him home with a tape with nothing on it. Yes. And then he came back and explained to them what he had watched the night before yes. and they had sent him with nothing.
0: Yeah. That, I mean, that guy had all that talent too. They said he could throw what, 70 yards from his knees or whatever, all that stuff. And he, uh, yeah, it's, it was ridiculous. But what I was saying, uh, before you rudely interrupted me about Jared Lorenzo, was, uh, Jay Cutler was somebody else you brought up at Vanderbilt, yeah. you know, and who <laughs> did anybody from Vanderbilt besides Jay Cutler go to the NFL? You know, I, I mean, that guy was incredible, I, you know? I
1: think Cody Parkey probably did, but
0: was, I don't know. <laughs> Cody Parkey. Yeah. So that was, I, I think it's it's foolish to say that Tua is the best. I don't think he's the best. Um, I I think that there have been plenty of good quarterbacks in the SEC, and I don't think he was one. I do think, however, that Trevor Lawrence is going to be really good uh, in Clemson.
1: Yeah. I think Tua probably will be. I think he's going to be a good NFL quarterback. It's just we don't know. Yeah. We don't know.
0: Yeah, he could turn out like um, – like Ryan Leaf. Ryan, <laughs> Ryan Leaf. Tim Couch. You know? Yeah. Any of those guys, Except Manziel, yeah. I mean, the writing was on the wall there. I had friends who were saying, no, I believe Manziel is going to be great. I am going I believe Manziel could do this, do that, or whatever. And I just, I always saw him as what he turned out to be in the NFL. Uh, yeah. He was too small, you know, too small yeah. and too slow. Now, staying with football, uh, what do you think? We have two new leagues starting here in the next this year we have one we have the aaf which is the alliance of american football and after i finished my recording with jordan and i listened to it i realized i had brought it up and said we were going to talk about the aaf and then we never did um and then we have um the next year we have the xfl coming back did you know that the xfl's coming back no i did not
1: yeah
0: <laughs> you look you look pretty excited about that yeah um, what do you know about the AAF, and what do you think about these these leagues that aren't the NFL? Because there's no way they're going to compete with the NFL. The NFL is huge; it's its own monster. You know, like right. everybody right. loves the NFL. These guys are in the NFL because they're the best of the best. I mean, nobody, right. nobody is as good as them. So these guys who aren't in the NFL who are playing in these other leagues are not as good. The talent drops, but they're all going to be playing each other. So, what right. do you think about the AAF? Good thing, bad thing, um, and which team would you pick out of the eight or however many are in this league? Um,
1: so, it depends on what your goal is with it. If it's a good thing or bad thing, I think if your goal is to be a competition to the NFL, it's not gonna be. Like, yep. do you watch MBDL games? Or I think it's called the G League now. Do you watch G League games?
0: No, but I would watch that over the WNBA.
1: Okay. Do you watch NCAA Division II games? No, but I'd watch that over the WNBA, team. Uh I actually served Chicken Cone at a Harvard versus Lafayette game where John Gruden's son was there and John Gruden was there, and I still hated being there. So my thought is I, I can't imagine anyone's going to watch – like people will watch it out of novelty for a little bit and then be like, this sucks. I don't know any of these guys – um, I remember watching how bad Josh Johnson was quarterbacking the Redskins, and now he's dominating this league. And so that's what I think it's going to be. But if it's simply developmental, like the the G League has helped the NBA yeah. a lot. Like they've gotten guys ready. And, and so I can see that existing. Yeah. But then how many hits do you want these guys taking getting ready for the NFL? That's another question they're going to have to answer. And my pick for whatever team is, if anyone drafts Jared
0: Lorenzen, that is my team. I, I think you're right with the G League, too, because you see guys like Monte Morris, who are now uh, second string for the Nuggets. And he produces and he does well. Uh, Wasn't Will
1: Barton in the G League for a while?
0: Um, I'm not sure about Will Barton, but I know Tori Craig was. And Torrey yeah. Craig's a starter now, you know. And these guys, and they, they produce. Torrey Craig always guards the best player for the other team, for the Nuggets. They've done well developing these guys. Um, I'm excited, man. I, I am excited for the AAF. I think it's going to be fun because it they did it wisely, I think, instead of being like the XFL and trying to make it like fake football, like fake wrestling, you know, just right, over the right. top stupid things. Um, I think having uh, – the AAF is going to be a fun alternative because it happens the week after the Super Bowl, so it's at a different time of year. Football's done normally, and people are going to be so excited to watch football. They're going to be like, "This is great!" Uh, you do get these guys like Trent Richardson, who are, who's in there. So you know some of the names. I mean, yeah, he didn't pan out, but you know his name, you know who he yeah. is, and so I'm excited. To watch it and see how it turns out. And they've got some good coaches, though, like Dennis Erickson. I mean, you know, yeah. he's there. Um, I know Paul Amalu has invested in it. Heinz Ward has invested in it. So they've got these guys who believe that it's going to be good for football. And I hope yeah. it is. And uh, I'm going to root for the Salt Lake Stallions, man, because it's the closest thing to us and it's not in Denver. So I'll yeah. root for them. Um, right. The XFL and, and you're Mormon, so I get it. Yeah. Um, I
1: do. You remember how the XFL at the <laughs> how they had that play? How to decide instead of coin flip, they were gonna yes. toss the ball and guys would have to wrestle. And the guy, the very first time they did it, the guy broke his leg or yeah. tore his ACL or whatever. Yeah, oh man, that was so. It
0: was, oh. it was funny because I said something about the XFL, and one of my kids asked me, what's the XFL? And I told him it's the Extreme Football League, and I was explaining how they did that stupid coin toss thing at the beginning. <laughs> uh, but I guess Vince McMahon said it's not going to be that way anymore. He's going to make it better. And he sold off something like 100 million shares or something of the WWE to invest his money into the XFL. So wow, was like really – pushing it yeah something crazy like that it's it's unbelievable how much he's put in so maybe it'll be good i just don't (laughs) i would change the name if i was him because the xfl was so bad uh it was terrible but um yeah so we've got that one starting in 2020 the aaf starts this year next month man and uh, and so i'm excited to see what it's going to be like um they play on saturdays too some of their games in the aaf which i think is smart Uh, for the market-wise. But, alright, so I think um, basically we've exhausted the topics we wanted to talk about, but the show's not over yet because each week we like to do this little segment that... See, and I had this cool little sound and I'm going to try to work on it that's this little... It's called the Tiniest Violin and it's like really sad like uh, music and it's only about eight seconds long and I wanted to use that at the beginning of this segment each week in the podcast, because we're going to be talking about our loser of the week. Um, And so each week myself and my guest, we pick a loser uh, in sports somehow. Uh, Somebody that has done something stupid, uh, something bad has happened to them. Uh, Last week I picked the Jets. Now you had called in, it was on my phone though, so I couldn't play it on here. There's a place on anchor.fm backslash God Reigns Sportscast, that if you go on there, you can record an audio message and tell us your Loser of the Week on there, and I'll play it on the podcast. Or you can uh, send me a a text message with whoever it is. If you have my number, you can message me on Facebook, just Cody Almanzar. Search it everywhere. You'll find me. Um, Get me a message if you have your Loser of the Week. If you disagree with our picks for Loser of the Week or anything that we've said, Let me know. Uh, Put a message on there on anchor.fm and let me know. Um, But you had sent me a message last week with your loser of the week. Can you tell us who that was and why you picked them?
1: I don't remember. Was it Joe Flacco? Because he couldn't even get in a game when uh, Lamar Jackson had six yards passing going into the fourth quarter. Yes. And they were losing it. Yeah, that was my loser of the week for sure.
0: Joe
1: even 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 over Cody Parkey. <laughs> my
0: my loser was the New York Jets for signing Adam Gase. And if you could see that freak's man. eyes in his first press conference, yeah. you would know that would be enough to say, yeah, that is a loser <laughs> move by the New York Jets <laughs> to sign. Him. Did you see that that video? Yeah, that I did.
1: Oh man, it's ridiculous. It was, it was so scary. My daughter was like, "What is that?
0: What? Oh, what is that?" Yeah. Did you see the the one where they put in a taco and they moved it wherever his <laughs> eyes yeah. <homes> were moving? <laughs> that was yeah. so funny. But all right, let's get down to it then. Let's talk about our losers of this week because this is uh, a fun part of this segment or this podcast, I believe. And my loser this week, it was it was close, man. I almost picked the Denver Nuggets for getting blown out by the the Warriors, but they ended up blowing out the Bulls, so I didn't take them. I felt like the moment was too big. I felt like they came out flat, but they're not my loser. Then I had told you prior to this podcast that my loser was going to be the Houston Rockets for losing, I think it was to Memphis, the game when James Harden scored 58 points. How do you let a guy score 58 points and lose the game? I don't know, but that's not even my loser of the week. They're second. My my loser of the week is Coach Mike Tomlin. Now, if you listened to last week's podcast, you know I am a Steelers fan. I love them to death. I have been uh, less than impressed with Tomlin over the last four years, but he is my loser of the week. And here's why. Because he hasn't won a coaching challenge since week nine of 2016. He is 0 for 9. And they're going, (laughs) Art Rooney II came out this year and said, we're going to be hiring somebody to help Tomlin with coaching challenges. How do you coach in the NFL and not win a coaching challenge since two thousand nine? Like that's or, so I or not two thousand nine two thousand sixteen week nine of two thousand sixteen you're, you're zero and nine. How do you not win this coaching challenge and make it to where your organization has to create a special position for somebody to assist a head NFL coach in in coaching challenges? Who my question.
1: When I read that is who gets to hold the flag? (laughs) I've never seen an NFL coach that didn't hold his own red flag. So are they going to put in a box and do both of them like have a little code that they both have to punch in and then the box opens and then they throw the flag or like, how is that? How's that going to work? Where's that guy going to be sitting up in the booth? In New York City,
0: like, where is he going to be? I could see him standing right by Tomlin, and every time Tomlin reaches (laughs) back, him grabbing Tomlin's hand and just shaking his head, no.
1: Yeah, Yeah, like the old Dikembe finger (laughs) wag. No, no, no. He just swats it back on the field before they even throw it.
0: (laughs) That's who they should hire is Dikembe, just to swat it back and then wave in his face. Because, man, that is – and not only that, not only that – I mean, just think about Tomlin hearing that, where your boss pulls you in and says, hey, look – you're terrible at coaching challenges. You haven't won one since 2016. So we're going to create a position for somebody uh, to stand with you or wherever he is to help you <laughs> realize like, oh yeah, we should throw the flag here. Okay. Uh, that. But then also Art Rooney II came out and said, they're going to take their time in considering and uh, examine I'm thinking this season because Mike Tomlin is contracted through 2019. We're going to take our time in giving him an extension on his contract. And I hope he doesn't get it. And I hope he's out after this year. But that makes Mike Tomlin, those two things make Mike Tomlin my loser of this week, uh, because he had a bad week, if you ask me as a, as an NFL coach. But who is your loser of the week this week?
1: So. I, I actually put some thought into this. Like my gut reaction after the games on Sunday was uh Philip Rivers, but nothing, nothing sticks to Philip Rivers. Like he gets blown. He's he's has he never beat Tom Brady? Isn't that the case? Tom Brady. he's 0-9, I think, against him. He, he's never beat Tom Brady. He's never been to a Super Bowl. There's a ton of things he's never done. He's never stopped having kids. And yet he cannot he takes no criticism for any of it. Yeah. Like none. I bet you if you and him with your boatload of kids and him with his boatload of kids if the two of you walked into some place to eat somewhere somebody would come up to you and be like boy that's a lot of kids to you and say nothing to Philip Rivers they'd probably be like oh I I really I really appreciate all your kids like nothing so he can't be the loser of the week because nothing goes wrong for that guy so then I was thinking if if the Eagles had won it was going to be Carson Wentz because living here like there's no way if the if the eagles had pulled out that miracle then saint nick would have gone into lore and and carson wentz would be looking for a new team next year they'd be trading him but they didn't so my loser of the week is case keenum <laughs> and there's two reasons why first He's so terrible that Gary Kubiak doesn't even want to coach him. He's like, no, screw you guys. I'm going to Minnesota. Like, I don't want any part of this. Even with his best friend, John, being like, hey, hey, man, I want you to come coach my team. He's like, nah, I'm out of here. That's the first part of it. But then the second part of it is I believe that there's three NFL teams that need um, veteran quarterbacks. And there were only two two veteran quarterbacks out there that anyone would have taken. They were going to be Joe Flacco and Teddy Bridgewater. But now that the Eagles lost and Nick Foles is going to be shopped, we know Nick Foles is going to go to Jacksonville. So that's going to be one of those spots. Teddy Bridgewater, I think, is going to end up in um, Carolina because Cam Newton's going to be hurt for the whole entire year since he's going under his shoulder surgery. And I think he's going to miss the whole year. So that leaves the Broncos not wanting to draft somebody, but desperately in need of a quarterback. So Joe Flacco is now going to take the place of Case Keenum in Denver. And so for those two reasons, Case Keenum is my loser of the week. And he's a really nice guy, but yeah, he is. he's the loser.
0: He is a nice guy, but, yeah, I could see that <laughs> it happening that exact same way. And somehow, loser of the week, Joe Flacco, gets mentioned two times by you in consecutive weeks. <laughs> in the loser but of the week.
1: But now he's he's not now yeah. because he's taking the real loser of the week's place, Case Keenum.
0: All right. That's good, man. That's a good pick. Uh, I, I uh, always enjoy talking football and talking sports in general. It's fun. Um, we're going to be talking more sports. I'd like to get somebody on here who likes hockey. I know you said you didn't. It's boring to you. Um, the Avs have lost, what, like 10 of 11 or something like that, or they haven't won They've only won one and an eleven game stretch. Something like that. It's been terrible. But it's still fun. But uh yeah, I I think if anybody else is listening to this and you have a loser of the week, even post it in the Facebook group. I have a Facebook group. There's only a few people in there right now, but post it in there who your loser of the week is if you can't record it and send it to me. Uh we'll talk about that kind of stuff um in the group and get some more conversations going in there. Um I just want to thank everybody for listening to this this week. Um, it wasn't my intention to have my brothers on back-to-back. Uh, I had another guy scheduled, actually, earlier this week, but I got sick, and we couldn't get it rescheduled because I was trying to space out family because I don't mm-hmm. want it to be you two, and then I'll have dad on here, and then, you know, right like that. So, uh, but... My brothers are both ready to come on and willing. And so for that, I'm very grateful. Um, So, guys, thank you for listening to this. I I really do appreciate it. Give some feedback. uh, Give some help. Bring some people into the group. Share this podcast, if you would. It would be great to get some of these things out there. I know when it comes to sports, almost like politics but less violent, uh, people get pretty uh, worked up about their teams and about things. So I know we're probably saying some hot-button issues, which is fine. Let us know about it. Thanks for listening. Um, and remember, guys, you, you know, like I said, we talk about sports. We play sports. We watch our kids play sports. Uh, Jonathan has a son in college playing soccer. Uh, I have kids. I signed four of them up for soccer this year. I've got uh, two in wrestling right now. And so we get interested in sports. We like watching. We like playing. But in the end, it's just a game. And we need to remember that God reigns. And that is the name for the reason for the name of this podcast. But thanks again, guys, for listening, and may God bless you.